Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. My next guest I'm so excited to introduce, but I just want to do a little bit of a catch up. It has been a wild couple weeks and I have just returned home from Disney. If you know, you know, because I didn't shut up about it for two years and then I finally went and it was amazing and so much fun. I'm actually making an entire blog on worth it or not worth it. Because the one thing about Disney, especially going as eight people. So who all came with us was originally it was me, Shane and my three kids. Then we had Lemmy because we booked the trip before I was even pregnant or knew I was going to be. So then we added on Lemmy and we added on my parents because I've always, always, always wanted to take my parents away on a trip. I also knew that they were going to be able to help us a lot with the baby because the trip was originally for the older kids. And I just didn't want to like take that away from them and make it all about little kid stuff. So we decided to make this a collective trip, which meant it added up. And it also meant that once it added up, we were like, let's just do this dang thing. If we're doing Disney, we are gonna do Disney. So within the budget that we had, which I don't even want to talk about the numbers, you'll have to read the blog post. I actually have no regrets. Like I work really hard. That that takes a lot for me to admit that I work really hard, but I work a lot. And I've got a lot of things going on. I have a podcast. I have a blog. I have an Instagram, a TikTok. I have a year long partnerships with multiple different brands. We have activations, events, different travel opportunities that happen as well. And so when I get these like moments where I get to spend the money on something that creates impact for the people I love, it returns me to my why, because if I'm being completely honest, like and this is a very privileged thing to say, but it also is the way I felt when I had no money is I just don't have like, I don't have a connection to money, if that makes sense. Like I tend to have connections to material things, sure, like sentimental stuff, but I, I don't get like obsessed about money, like, or like I'm very driven to make it, but I don't always feel the why beyond like, it's just something I'm supposed to do because I have to pay my bills and we have to like be able to provide for the family. But I, I'm just not somebody that's like super connected to finances. So when it came to like this trip and, and spending it in a way that was so joyful, 
it just, it meant that I spent it in a bunch of different places. And so like, we literally had a dinner bill that was $500 and I was like, worth it, not worth it. So I'm breaking all of that down in the blog. So I'm not going to spoil that too much. I just want to say like, hi, thank you. I'm back. I'm exhausted. I'm delighted. I've had the most wild last little bit. As soon as we came home, let me have an allergic reaction. We had all the stuff that like, I can't even put myself in a place to imagine and think about what it would have been like if it happened on the trip, because the reality is it didn't. We had the trip that I have been anxious about and planning for more than I even planned for my wedding into this like week long experience with so many different people in the mix and like people I love and care for. And I was the person at the helm at all, at all. Like I was the person who planned it. I was the person that was like leading the charge and like booking everything. There's a lot of emotions that go into that. So I feel like I'm still sort of like, you know, you've like had the honeymoon, you've like planned the wedding, you've had the honeymoon you come home and you're like, now what do I do with my life? I'm a little bit there right now but it was just genuinely such a magical, magical time. But today we are going to do a podcast with my dear friend, Lauren. Lauren, you might know her from Lauren Level Fitness. I just quick, 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 quick backstory. I was unable to exercise during my pregnancy due to a placenta issue. And so I was pelvic rested, no sex, no exercise. Then go into postpartum, not a great time to start exercising. It was so hard on my mental health. It was so hard on my body to try and do anything. And I was like hitting goals before I got pregnant. Like I was like doing more than I ever had. We were at the, it was like beginning of the pandemic. I was like on Peloton every day. I was like going for these big long walks. Like I was so proud of how I was moving my body. But in the back of my head, there was like still that lingering if you move your body, it's so your body looks good. And so it was a very hard shift for me to remove myself from that coming into a place where like my body looked and felt like a melted cone of ice cream. My vagina was barely healed and my muscles were so weak because I hadn't exercised in essentially a year. Don't ask me how sex was. Um, (laughs) I, I remember finding Lauren and her, the way that she approached fitness was just very different. And so her and I talked and we're like, what if we did like a class together with like community and we like did it on a call and like everyone's on this like call together and we're like all going to exercise together. And so we did this by the end of the session, I was legitimately in tears for the way that she approached fitness and movement. And it was like nothing I'd ever felt before. And one of the first times I've ever experienced movement for my body without this like buzz in the back of my head that it was about how it was going to look or like calories that I was burning and, you know, like all the diet culture shit that just like holds on so fucking tight. I even had it in Disney. Like I was walking around and I was like, oh yeah, I can have this dual whip because I've been walking like 15 kilometers today. Like it's just, it's there and like you exist with it, but like first thought, second thought, my movement that week was so joyful because I was doing so many amazing things with my family. Like it didn't actually matter about how much I was walking or that I earned my food. Like that's such bullshit. So Lauren is so deep in that work because she is in it. Like she truly is. She's, she is the person who is allowing other people to move their body for reasons beyond what they look like. And that's a really hard thing to do. It's also a huge thing to unlearn. And so I'm going to welcome her onto the show today. We're going to talk about all those things and I'm just going to shut up now because I feel like I've been rambling for, oh fuck, six minutes. Okay. Okay. Here she comes. She's joining us now. 
tell me, Lauren, how, don't start with me what your experience with movement is because people who are in the fitness industry, oftentimes like it's been always a part of their lives. Like I'm always fascinated by people who are like, oh, I started sports as a kid. And like, I was going to the gym every day as a teenager. And I was like, what? Like, that's not, that's not my experience. I avoided those things at all costs. Those were so awful. Like I just would do anything to not do that kind of stuff. So I'm always fascinated by people who are in fitness, why they actively chose that because I, I actively don't choose that. So tell me about you and how you got into fitness in the first place, like backtrack on why the hell you did. Yeah. It's so strange because I definitely feel the same way. I encounter so many other instructors and trainers who are lifelong athletes and they like love it. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, do you ever remember? And like, I don't remember. No, No, I don't have those memories because I too was actively avoiding moving my body in these settings. I want to, I want to say that like, I know now that I can find joy in movement and I find such a like meditative, like flow in my movement. If that's just my neighborhood walks, like looking for Mm -hmm. cats and whatnot. (laughs) Genuinely looking for cats. That's your entire life story. Yeah, just throwing that in there. Just throwing that in there. But like growing up, I did not grow up. First of all, I grew up in a family with lots of women and all of them are like totally not into working out and deeply entrenched in diet culture. It's a very, Mm. it's a very interesting dynamic going on there. They're like, oh no, we could never do this. But also like all their other stats, like they're just, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Very interesting takes. So movement wasn't super encouraged in my household. Like it was never weird. Cause like, why would I, I'm like a rebel, like we don't play sports. And then Also, even in high school, like I did dance instead of like a sport because like it was inside and it was like, and it's single person. You can't get hurt as easily. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, it was a low impact thing. It felt like a lower stakes. Um, Yeah. I think that dodgeball ruined a lot of us and we're like, wow, that's a thing that can happen. Getting hit by a ball sucks. I will never play a sport. Publicly. 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 Like we literally created a game for children where you stand on opposite sides of the room with this hard, like if you feel dodgeballs now, like fuck that shit. Those were hard rubber balls that somebody, and there was always that one kid who was like six feet tall in the sixth grade and he just pelted you. And if you got hit by one of those things, you came home with a welt. So whenever anybody's like, why didn't you play sports growing up? I'm like, dodgeball. I'm scarred for life. I don't want to get hit by anything. They made a game where we physically could harm each other. I think for me, I don't know if they do this in Canada, but in the United States, they do what's called the presidential fit physical fitness test. It's been very, it's, it's been very controversial. Why is it presidential? Because literally, because literally diet culture is so it's like, it's to the highest level. It's the president signing (laughs) Signing a declaration for children. What did they make you do? Touch their toes and do sit-ups. Seems incredibly ableist, but extremely. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much the umbrella for that. But like those kinds of things are like the memories that I have of early like physical movement was just like I was always like I was always chunky. Yeah. I still consider myself a chunky person and I don't really have any like negative association with that label, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. like, I was always like a bigger kid, even mm-hmm. when we were little. And so yeah. like, 
the expectations for me to be able to physically perform were always kind of like, oh, it's cute. She's trying. Mm. Which like, first of all, okay. And second of all, yeah, like I don't want to be here either. I'm like extremely uncomfortable performing these types of things. So that was like my, my whole childhood and teen years. And then in my first year of college, so like 18, 19, I went to a local community college, super small, like not, yeah. not the traditional university experience. And I had another friend who was doing the same thing. And she's like, Hey, I joined a gym. Do you want to come with me late at night to go to the gym late at night? So we could avoid being oh, there with other people. Yeah. That's my gem. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's the only way I would do that. And so I started going and we just like fed off of each other's energy. And like, no, the reason I started going to the gym wasn't the same reason I'm working out now, right? Mm. Like the reason I started going to the gym at 19 is because I thought that I needed to go to the gym to lose weight and Mm -hmm. be hot. Little did I know I was already hot. You're already Um, already (laughs) banging bod. Yeah. And so now I'm like, yeah, I just want to move and have fun. And I set up my classes for people who were like me. Like I just pulled that experience of like, what do I need to hear? Sometimes it's nice to hear things that are encouraging. And sometimes it's like nice to be validated and be like, yeah, this is like really shitty. It's like very hard. We're trying our best. We can take a break if we need to. And it's literally not that serious. Like we're not in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much because I think a lot of us have been really damaged and scarred by not even understanding I I read this post once where somebody was like, diet culture doesn't own salad. Like you're allowed to go and eat a salad at a restaurant without being on a diet. And that really hit for me because it was something that I felt like if I'm ordering a salad, are people going to be like, oh, she's trying to lose weight. And the same thing for fitness. Like I fell in love with Peloton over like before I was pregnant and, you know, a little bit afterwards. And like every time I would talk about being on it, I was just so filled with like, are people going to think that I'm only doing this because I'm trying to lose weight? And am I deeply inside? Is that what I'm wanting to, is that what I'm doing? And then at the same time, I was like, but there's something else because as much as I hate, I hate moving my body in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I've come to enjoy some ways. There's something afterwards that is so indescribable to me where just like, it's so good for me. Like I'm, I'm just happier. I'm better. I'm a, I'm a nicer person after I've had movement. I feel like even if the whole day went shit, I have this like one thing that I accomplished. Even if I was like shit at that too, it was an accomplishment. There's something about it that really is so special. And it's hard because fitness feels so owned by diet culture. So how have you really navigated sort of breaking down that barrier, especially as somebody who sort of like witnessed and understood that world of like, like what most people experience in a gym and like why we avoid it? Because it's like so filled of like scrutiny and like people who are just like, like, I remember one time working with a trainer and he was like, come on, get going. You've got that trip coming up. And I was like, fuck that noise. I'm already stressed about that. Like, why would you add that? I'm not going to do anything to my body this week. That's going to impact my body next week on a trip. Like that's so shit. Like we're just, it's everywhere. Right. And, and to their, to their own, like benefit of the doubt, it's also 
all they've ever known. Like they, they've been so motivated by the most important thing about you is like what you look like. So I hold a lot of compassion for people who are in fitness and feel like they have worth in the world because of how they look, which is why I sometimes like make jokes of like show up in the mirror, like you're a man with abs because like they fucking think that they rule this world because I have a set of abs. And I'm like, you and I have the same set of worth. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to tell you that you're going to figure that out one day, but like, I have just as much worth as you. So I can also stand in this mirror with my stomach out and be like, yeah, that's right. I'm the shit. I own this. I own this world. That's <laughs> my body, everybody. And what's fascinating though, is like people will always like sometimes whatever I want to be petty. I just want to go on like men's fitness accounts and be like, oh my God, you're so brave. I just want to comment that on people. Like you're so brave for posting this. Like, thank you, thank you so, so much, much for, for your work. Like, thank you so much. This is like going to change people with your vulnerability. And like, there's just like a part of us that's like fitness is so intertwined with diet culture. It is a very, it's a pretzel. It's a, it's a pretzel and it, it shouldn't be that way. So talk me through like some of the things that you've seen and witnessed and how you sort of work to break that down because you're somebody for me who has been like incredibly important for that. Whether I'm just doing a stretch session with you or like doing a class, there's something so different and you can tell it's because like you have worked really hard to remove fitness from diet culture. Yeah. I, I mean, I love everything you just said. It's hilarious to think about that, like showing up like a man with abs or like, yeah, you know, uh, like mediocre white, white man energy. I think that something you said earlier too, you called out the fact that there's so much ableism in fitness and movement. And yeah, there totally is. I'm working hard to make my sessions as accessible to the folks who fall within that as I can. And Mm. I'm learning. I learn from every single person in my membership. I learn from every single person that I work with. So something about constantly growing and trying to, trying to be mindful of the role that I play in that as well. Very important to me. But as far as separating fitness from diet culture with my own membership and with my own self, I think it just, I just started like pulling at those threads or pulling at the pretzel and like trying to like Mm. unwind it and see what was going on. A lot of people, yeah, they, they know that that sells, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I could sell like, I could sell this as something else and like pitch it as it's going to change you. Like there was that big explosive Pilates movement that's been going on on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but like everyone's finding out Pilates is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Pilates is great for like the practice of Pilates is great for a lot of reasons that are not about aesthetics, right? Yeah. Like it's really a mind body connection type of thing. If you get into that, um, mm-hmm. And maybe your body won't change when you're doing Pilates, but nobody wants to hear that. So it's hard to sell that. But I always like, I I just wanted to start this membership and I guess go, go the hard way about it and try not selling that to people and see what would happen. I think that I felt like there were enough people like you and I who are on the other side of that, who are like maybe burned out by that, Mm. who would be like, this is interesting. I actually had a conversation with someone this morning who was asking about it. And who's like, I'm not looking to go back into that type of like the diet culture type of space. And I think your membership might be right for me. And I'm like, I think it probably would be too. And I have those conversations all the time. And it's not that folks in my membership are not allowed to pursue weight loss. I'm never going to put those 
constraints on someone. That's not my business. And we all have a lot of things that, you know, we have to deal with in our own lives. I'm just not going to center that as part of what I'm offering. And if that's something that someone gets from what I'm offering, that's all their individual experience. Um, You know, my legs, my legs are getting stronger all the time. I don't know if they, I don't know if they look different, but they are. And so I think that our bodies are going to change throughout our lives, but I'm, I'm holding a space for people who are not necessarily pursuing that. And it has been interesting to say the least as like someone who's trying to pursue that, because I understand that like fitness leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's yeah. mouth. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are very afraid. They're very scarred and traumatized from what they've experienced. And I have like a strong sense of like duty to not, to not be part of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and I think it's, I think it's special though, too, because I see a lot of people making it big off of the genetics that they have. And like, I'm not saying that people didn't work hard for their abs or their muscle structure, but like they also are getting millions of dollars in membership money off of something that they genetically have. Like their genetic disposition is, is very, very different. I think it's hard when you don't have that advantage. Have you felt like you have been sort of like, is there part of you that is like, I understand that people are coming into my classes, understanding that I too myself am somebody who is self-described chonky and like as happy about that and is moving their body and centered in fitness. Cause I watch like my friend Alicia and people all the time were like, you must not work out that much. Cause you're not losing weight. Like we've so associated movement with weight loss, not as like a, it, yeah, like it absolutely can happen. Obviously, if you're burning, if you're moving your body and you're burning calories, like basic math, you might lose weight. That could be a side effect. You also might gain weight because your body Mm -hmm. might like be gaining muscle mass. Like it's, it's so, it's so bizarre to me that like men are looking to like make gains and like women are looking to like lose it all. And we're just like in this like weird little blender of humanity and fitness and movement. And it's a really, really, really uncomfortable. But like, do people, do people question you on like your, your fitness and like your expertise because you're not like a, not going to say their name, but like somebody who has like a really, really popular fitness app? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think maybe the outside world outside of my general like audience probably is like, well, I mean, clearly, clearly that's not working for her, but their Mm. idea of working is, you know, throwing my body into a standard that they believe is like valuable and worthy, which like, I think we all get caught up in from time to time, no matter how far we are moving away from that hundred percent part of me is kind of like you know not like I think it's almost funny like your body is your business card I'm like hello everyone here's my body and my business card and like the best part is I am like that and people are down (laughs) so I think that that's one of the the greatest things is like I am showing up in this body I am teaching in this body And I am attracting people to my membership and they come and they learn and they're in a variety of bodies and stages Mm -hmm. of life that maybe I'll never be in. And they still are like something about it is resonating. So part of me feels like a little bit more powerful in that way or empowered in that way, because I'm like, I am showing up in a body that we're not traditionally seeing 
and people are like, here for it. We're here for it. We like it. I think, Um, I think there's a, I think if I'm going to speak for like my own experience, I think there's like a level of like safety to it for people. Like it's, it's an approachable thing when you're like, okay, I understand that. Like I put my whole, I got down to like the goal. I got down to like the societal goal that Mm -hmm. people wanted for me. And like my body was legitimately falling apart. Like I lost movement. I lost the ability to walk. I lost hair. I I mm-hmm. have a thyroid issue for the rest of my life. There's so much that my body and everyone was just like, congratulations, you look so great. And like, I brought that on. I made that the center of like my world was how small I got and how thin I looked and like if I had abs and I, I did center that. Like I have to own that part of my story. I also have to own that I'm like not perfect from it, that I still struggle with these thoughts. But it makes me triggered if I'm going to say it, if the person that is teaching the class is something that I previously would have hyper-focused on their body because it's something that made me feel flawed in my own. And what I think I love about yours is like, there's such a decentering of the body and yet honoring of the body that makes it that you can just focus on what you're doing. And that has nothing to do with what you personally look like. It just has to do with the way you're teaching. And the fact that like for many of us, and this is like a huge thing that I've had to pay attention to whenever I'm, you know, enjoying movement is I used to be fueled by the hate of my body. I used to literally, my I have a caption on a post that was like, when I'm looking to figure out what I want to target next, I work out in front of the mirror and whatever jiggles is what I'm going to work out. That's how I used to approach fitness was if it wiggles and jiggles, I need to get rid of it. So I'm going to start focusing my workouts on those areas. So if my butt's a little bit flabby, like here come the donkey kicks and like the thrusts and all this stuff and like the lunges. And I was, I was so obsessed. And so to have an instructor that is like, it's not about hating your body. It's like in appreciation of your body. I mean, that shit is, it's so subtle, but it takes, it takes ground. And I think a lot of that comes from you not posting your body as the advertisement for the fitness, which I think if we're going to be honest about it, a lot of people are using the way that their body looks as like the marketing card for something that if everybody did exactly what that one person is doing, we're still not going to look the same. Like, I love that quote. Like, even if everyone exercised the same way and ate all the same foods, we'd still not look the same. We look different. And so I think it's been really nice for me to follow somebody who I just find is not making it about what they look like and not having that be like, as you said, people might lose weight. People might have different experiences and see changes in their body. But like, that isn't, that isn't the goal card. Like that isn't the thing that you're seeing. You also within your membership have something else that's like really cool. And that's just like the interactions because because I've noticed like people will be like, what's the best sports bra? And like people just get talking like, and you get really ingrained in like community of like other people who are also seeking movement in a way that is like based in uh, just appreciation for their body, maybe joy. I don't often feel joy in the moment. I feel it <laughs> afterwards. How has that been for you kind of watching this community on its own sort of take off as well? And like something you've cultivated. Yeah, I love that. I think that I think we get caught up in joy too. And and I posted something recently that was like a real life, like follow me through my workouts because I am working mm-hmm. out in, in a different way with my own coach. And just the conversations that I have in my head about how I'm feeling during my workouts. Like, this is really hard. This kind of sucks. Yeah, My leg hurts. And like those thoughts are not all neutral or positive. Some of them are like, you know, 
F this is very hard. I want Mm -hmm. to stop. And so I think that creating a space that like takes some of the focus off of that. I didn't also want to create this space that was like toxic positivity because that's absolutely not who I am. If you work out with me in my class that I'm teaching or any other class, like if you attended a class with me, I would probably be complaining more than anyone in the class. (laughs) Even though I'm a fitness instructor, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I want to stop. I would be that person. I am that person. And so I didn't want to create this membership with this like, hello, everyone. We are rays of sunshine. And we're going to do far. I'm like, all right, let's get into it. But I think that like creating that has created this community of people who feel open enough to share when things are shitty. And I think that that's so much part of our human experience outside of movement, just human experience in general. And we are almost trained, especially as women, I feel like out of talking about those things when they're shitty or like shamed or guilted about Mm -hmm. not looking on the bright side. And I think creating that community where we're like, Hey, yeah, here, let's talk about sports bras. And someone's like, that's absolutely not going to work for me because here's my measurements, you know, and like not really holding that space for like judgment about what our body looks, but just being like real, like, yo, I tried jumping in that sports bra and I almost knocked myself out. All right, so you know I love Hydrojug, but one of the things I love the most about them is that they just have a variety of ways to hydrate. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm just not a fan of drinking water out of a glass. I know that sounds absolutely wild, but that's my truth. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's just too exposed to the air. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. And that's just me. I do, however, love drinking them out of a hydro jug, out of anything with a straw. It's just a different experience in my opinion. And hydro jug has so many different options. So they have their pro hydro jug, which is the one you probably know and love the stainless or the glass ones, gallon and minis, which is the one that my daughter who is a toddler uses the most. But they just released their hydro shakers, which are the perfect bottle for all your needs. So beyond just hydrating, which yes, we all need to be doing all the time. You can also be using these for pre-workout protein shakes, water, or I'm just going to say it, your favorite dirty diet, Coke or soda, whatever you want to do. You can use the hydro shaker in so many different ways. It's sort of the catch-all for everything you might need. And they're absolutely beautiful. I have this like pink studded one. Oh my gosh. It is so, so great. And they are BPA free. I absolutely love that. And the shaker is actually, um, double walled. So there's no sweat when your drinks are cold, which is great if you want to have them on your coffee table or anything that's wood or even in your car. So you know what? We want to be drinking more water. We want to be hydrating more. We want to enjoy that experience too. And something as small as a really good straw or a cup to drink it out of makes a difference. These little tiny pockets of joy we can have in a day, they make a difference. And for me, I've been using Hydrojug for years and I absolutely love them. They also make an incredible gift. I just have to point that out because every single time I've given them to a friend or even my kids, like they're just so excited about them. And for back to school have been especially important because I don't know, I'm a little weird about water fountains. So I like to send a hydro jug with my kids every morning. Right now you can get a hydro jug at thehydrojug.com and I've got a discount code for you. It's papaya to get 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. And again, use code papaya at thehydrojug.com to get 10% off and start hydrating or shaking it up 
today. Let's get back to the show. I, I think that's, I just did a podcast with Nora Borealis and she talks on grief and she has a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking. And it's, it's so wild. Everything, ever since she was talking about that, I'm like, everyone, I'll be having like, I was having like such a shit, you know, I was having a shit morning and somebody was like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm so good. Thanks. And I'm like, no, I'm actually <laughs> so terrible. And that doesn't make me a negative person. Like, it's okay that we're like not feeling good. It's okay that like fitness isn't always feel amazing or that sometimes like, sometimes I'm really driven to move when I'm sad. I like, I, everyone has these like different, I do this really weird thing that when I am sad, I like to watch sad movies. I like to listen to breakup playlists, which is like, it just like causes a you're release looking for, for me. A release. Yeah. yeah looking so for like release. when I'm doing that and moving my body, like it's, it like literally, I feel like I'm like getting it out of, out of me. Like it's channeling into something that is me, but not my own. And and the same way with like anxiety for whatever reason, if I'm anxious and I watch a scary movie, it makes me scared about stuff that isn't my life. So I just channel it into something else. Right. And it, it helps. And so it, I think it's like just one of those things where we're having to rewire, like what our why is and like coming up against it again and again and again. And I, recently also did a podcast with this girl who was dieted by her mother when she was nine. And she was saying that like, she realized that even after all of that and seeing how hard it was and like working against diet culture, she still is more comfortable living a certain way, eating a certain way, exercising a certain way and being at a certain size. Like that's where she feels most comfortable. And I'm like, this is like this 18 year old kid just confessed something that so many of us are having such a hard time expressing in today's world, which is like, I'm actually still in it. Like I'm, I'm still struggling with diet culture. I'm still dabbling in dieting. I'm still having a goal weight, even if it's not a size zero, it's like Mm -hmm. for my body, a size 10. Like, I think she said, like, I'm most comfortable at a size 10. And she's like, I get that might be wrong, but that's where I'm at right now. And I was like, we are so driven for perfection. We're so driven out for influencers to like have it all together and to get it all right. And like for the people that we look up to, to know everything and be everything. And it causes us to just like, we went from, you know, feeling shame about our bodies to like feeling shame that we don't love ourselves enough. Like it's just the pendulum can't swing that way. And I think we need a lot of room for not being positive about (laughs) it all the time. We need room to like be like, I'm actually still struggling with showing up for this, for classes without having the goal of like my body changing. I'm still struggling. The the reason I'm here today is because I'm really hoping to fit into a smaller dress in a month's time. Like, I think there's still these parts of us that have to admit that we're still struggling. And that's something that I've really had to come face to face with in the last little bit is like, I'm so happy and I'm so content, but yet when I am moving my body, I am still having those thoughts. And like, it's not that it's okay, but it's valid that I'm having them. Like we're constantly living within these messages. It's going to take time to not hear them anymore. If we ever do. Do you have that? Oh, yeah. Do you still get yeah. that? Like, do you still For struggle? Sure. I feel less about movement. I think I have, well, I mean, I know I have like my internalized ableism mm. and like healthism that mm-hmm. um, as long as you're healthy really yeah. yeah like I still I still feel like that's sometimes where I get tripped up movement I think I created this bubble around it to make it 
a safe and enjoyable space for me Mm -hmm. again with the caveat that I can complain as much as I want. Yeah. But I think that, I think that I do have a lot of people showing up to classes like that. And I, I'm fully aware that there are people showing up to class like that. And I think that the idea of being comfortable, it's like, you know, we're working against a lot of these systems that it is easier and safer to be in certain bodies. Mm -hmm. So I cannot fault anyone for wanting to feel comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. Like how could I ever tell them that was wrong? And I want to feel safe. We all want to feel safe and, and we're not currently in a system that allows everybody to feel safe. And so I think adding a a heaping side of guilt about that, about wanting to be comfortable or about feeling more comfortable like this, that, or the other is just like not really helpful. Yeah. Um, And I know that people still have those like negative feel or I don't even want to call them negative, right? You you might show up to a class and those feelings pop up because they're pre-programmed. Yeah. And I think that, I think that maybe moving, literally moving through them and moving through them emotionally as well. I think I have people who started showing up for reasons that they're not showing up for anymore. And I Mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited by that. Yeah. Um, Like you can change through it. Like, I I think that that's an important thing to note is like, even if you're not there, like it's okay to like take a chance that you might one day be there. Totally. And people take breaks. And I think taking breaks is like a really positive thing for some people. For me, again, I like I can't stop moving right now while we're talking. I just can't yeah. stop moving. Yeah. I very yeah. much struggle with sitting still and yeah. being like whatever. So I think channeling that into my workouts helps relieve so much of that nervous energy that I have mm-hmm. moving through my body all the time mm-hmm. that I feel great. So mm-hmm. like, yes, I did something. <laughs> I focused on something for 45 minutes. Yeah. I I mean, I find rest comes in so many different ways. Rest for me is not actually a physical sitting still. It is like doing something that is not taking my mind to the places. Like for my mind to be rested, I have to be doing something else. Like I, I can't actually get myself out of thought processes without like, it has to be exercise or a video game. It's like usually my two go-tos like, and those are huge for me. It's like throwing on a podcast, like a crime podcast and like going for a walk, which is like such a bad idea because you always think you're going to get murdered. But I do it all the time. Like I love having ways that like make me feel like I'm somewhat staying busy, but not on the things that are stressing me out. Like it's actually a way of channeling that. But you've also created this entire business structured off of people. And I have to ask, like, how is it? And like, how has been like the, maybe the last two years, especially with the pandemic, I'm sure you've had swarms of people who kind of came in and was like, oh my gosh, I need home fitness. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, you know, we're back in the real world and stuff, but like on the honest side of things. And like, as a business owner, your business is run off of memberships of people showing up and wanting to be a part of this community. How have those ebbs and flows been for you over the last couple of years? It's really interesting to think about because folks ask me about this a lot and from both sides, you know, Mm -hmm. other instructors ask me like, oh, how's business going? And then people ask me, are you going to still teach online? I think I've found this community that's looking for what I'm offering, Mm -hmm. regardless of plague status, if you will. But like, I think that a lot of the folks who are in membership may be taking classes outside of my membership or Mm -hmm. doing other things. They've added different things back into their routine. 
and they're still using the classes that I'm offering, taking replays and whatnot. And then there are some people who are still not there. Maybe they may be immunocompromised. They may not feel comfortable. They may not have physical like access to these places because they don't live somewhere where they feel, or they have a gym or feel comfortable going to a bar studio or Mm -hmm. whatever. So I think that things have gone in waves, but I, I'm definitely holding this very steady space and I feel really honored and privileged to be able to continue doing that. And I'll continue doing it for as long as people are showing up. Um, and yeah, it's an ebb and a flow. I think like, you know, counting down till October because I'll get more Canadians coming in because yeah. it gets cold. <laughs> it, it does get cold and we don't like to be outside anymore. You know, I also have to say like, I know as a business, it must be hard because you can like totally bank out by like charging high rates, but you're incredibly accessible as well, especially for having a community aspect. I have been a member for a while and I've always like appreciated that part because I am a member of other things as well. Like I take Peloton classes, which cost every month. And I have like those other things as well. Or sometimes I take like private classes. Like my neighbor wants to go to a friggin' what's it called? What is that dance you do? And it's fitness, but I'm really Zumba? bad at it. Yeah. She wants to go to that. <laughs> so like, we're going to, the, so yeah, like we're paying out of pocket for other things. So it's like nice because then you have this like freedom of choice. You're not like siphoned into this one form of exercise that you have to love it or not, because it's been really nice to be able to take the classes that are working for me at the time. They're working for me, stretching, doing all that stuff. Like you, like you said, you have these replays that are really great, or you can like show up for classes. Like the, that's, that's one of the things I love the most. And the fact that it's like, if this was the only thing you were doing, it's affordable. And if it's like part of like a lot of other things you're doing, like it's still affordable. And you also get this like really cool opportunity to be in a community with other people who are perhaps like-minded or at least on the same similar path of like making these choices. So I think that that's really super special as well for anybody who is like maybe ready to sort of take that step or at least like inquire of what fitness can be apart from diet culture to take a class that is like centered in body appreciation and movement and not necessarily like rooted in how you're going to look at the end of it. Where can everyone kind of find you and start plugging into that? Cause I know there's a couple of different places, but you, you go ahead and plug where's best. Yeah. So, I mean, of course we connected through Instagram. So Mm -hmm. Instagram is the place it's my name, Lauren Lavelle, and then fitness. And I've been engaging with Instagram and social media in a very different way recently because I'm exhausted. I've always tried to be very authentic on there, which is hard when you're like, you know, going through other things. So I'm in my stories a lot, talking, inviting people to join my email list. I'm I have an email list. I use it like once a month. So you're not going to get bombarded by me, my email list. And that's where people can find out if they want to like take a drop-in class, which Mm -hmm. I highly recommend before joining membership. Yeah, that's what I did. I did a drop-in class. You don't know if you're going to be ready. You don't know if it's going to be for you. I mean, bar is absolutely not for everyone. I... You know, my husband refuses to take any of my classes. They're nice. I, what I will say about your classes, because I did it with a chair in my bedroom mm-hmm. and I'd never taken a bar class before. And what I liked about it was that I didn't have to use, like I didn't have to have equipment. Like there was ways for me to do everything at home with the things I had, but also like it was, it it felt like supported, but still difficult, if that makes sense. Like I never at any point was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to die 
but I also felt like I got a good workout because there can be like, I've taken, like you said, Pilates, I've taken Pilates classes where I was like, did I just take it? Like that was not as hard as like, maybe I could have pushed myself. So I felt like really comfortable to be able to like push myself, but also take those breaks. And like, I could do everything within my bedroom, which is just, I don't know. That was like really cool. I try to provide as many levels as I can so that once you're to the point where you're like, oh, you know, this, where I started out is no longer causing me, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling a burn. I'm not feeling as much of that bar burn. Take it up a notch, baby. But so Instagram, my email list, and of course, through my membership, which you can find through my Instagram, but it's level up fitness. And with my last name, even though my last name is not pronounced that way. We're just I was going to say, am I mispronouncing your last name? Oh, no, don't so even. my last name is pronounced Lavelle. But oh, it's I've also been, been mispronouncing that. I think I say Level. Oh, that, that I do fine. say it that way. Yeah, that's right. fine. So we're just using, you know, what we got. We're working, yeah. with, we're working with what we got here. And membership is month to month. Like you said, I try to keep it affordable for so, 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 so many reasons. Mm. Number one being there was a point in my life and I'm going to say most of it <laughs> that I cannot afford to take a bar class or have a bar membership. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want finances to be the reason that someone doesn't pursue that space yeah. like ever, ever, ever. I don't yeah. want that to get in the way of someone who's looking for a safer feeling space or a more joyful space, like for them to just be like, I don't have the money that, mm. that like breaks my heart. Cause I think that, that it can be expansive and it can be like, it can cause like a ripple effect in other areas of your life to feel secure in one area. So yeah. I think that keeping it affordable is really near and dear to my heart. Scholarships are available to folks who need scholarships. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. So that's another great place to find me. I'm trying to show up on my membership or I do show up on my membership very authentically, but I try to show up more frequently and, you know, stir things up a bit for folks. Well, I adore you. I think your Instagram is like one of my favorites. Your stories are the best. You have like the most (laughs) random cat stories ever. You're such a cat woman. I have to tell you all, like Lauren does not reply to my stories unless I have a cat in it most of the time. <laughs> like everything else. Cat like, and baby maybe. together too. That's yeah. Like, like it, there has to be cats or like, I don't hear from you. So like, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I better put my cat up in my story or Lauren and I'm not going to talk about the you. cat signal. Put out the cat <laughs> signal. <laughs> no, I adore you. I encourage everyone to check out your stuff. Like I said, it, you have been so healing and so transformative for me, changing my mindset. And I, and I owe so much of that to you because it's been something that you keep doing and how you behave and how you just like everything, like just having somebody who is doing movement. And like I said, not body centric, but also about moving your body. It's so weird to explain, but also just very, very, very healing. And and that came from me following you on Instagram forever ago and finally taking one of your classes and weeping at the end of it, just like in total appreciation. So thank you for everything you do. For everyone listening, I'm going to have everything in the show notes for you as well. But please go check out Lauren and her work and maybe do a little drop in class. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about the second you get into it and how absolutely amazing they are. So thank you so much, Lauren. Yes. Thanks for having me. Bye everyone. We'll see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.